What up, guys? This is Stank Dog. Thanks for listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Don't listen to Pulp MX. This is Jason Wygant. You're not listening to Podcast Podcast. This is like at least third or fourth best Moto X Pod Show. We are back. Another episode of the Moto X Pod Show this week. It's episode 206, brought to you by our title sponsor, Acherbys USA. You guys know all about Acherbys, right? Plastic, skid plates, hand guards. For decades, Acherbys has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Acherbys has what you need. Visit AcherbysUSA.com or call 1 800 659 1440. Talk to Brian Fullerton. Let him know you listen to the Moto X Pod show. He'll hook you up with some cool products. You will not be sorry. Appreciate those guys being the title sponsor. Also on board, X Brand Goggles. The new Lucid Goggle is out. Dude, if they're not on the website, if he's out, go to your local dealerships. Ask for X Brand. Uh, worn by Kyle Chisholm, Alex Ray, many others. John Short, Ryder Floyd, many, many other riders. This is, as Steve Mathis says, if you don't wear X Brand, you will not. Win. It's a fact. Don't question it. Torque One Racing is part of the show. Handlebars, brake pedals, shifter, uh, clutch levers, all that good stuff, man. If you like the bling, you got to go to TorqueOneRacing.com. Let them know, again, that the, that the Moto X Pod show sent you. Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. Check them out. All sport dynamic wrist br- braces, blood lubricant oils, all types of oils. Use promo code MOTOX to save. Fly Racing, a big part of the Moto X Pod show. The new Formula Helmet, the uh, CP is out right now for a, a really, really incredible price. Go to your local dealership for all that stuff, too. Power Band Racing. Uh, if you're a WP suspension dealer or a user, you got to get on board with Power Band. Billy was on last week. we still got a contest that we've got to figure out how to do. Actually, for that, before I go into the rest of the sponsors, if you are interested in the contest that Billy gave last week, which is a free suspension revalve for WP Suspension, send me an email at motoxpodshow at gmail.com, and we will just pick a random winner. And then obviously go follow Power Band Racing on Instagram and let them know why you're following them. Also on board, we've got Extreme Colors helmet paintings. I've got a helmet over here. If you're watching on YouTube, the white one that Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors painted. Thing is sick. Berm Lords graphics and Jersey ID. Follow them at Berm Lords on Instagram. Or if you're looking for a new graphics package or somebody to do your jersey lettering, graphics at bermlords.com. You guys like jerky? Scotty, you like jerky? Oh, yeah. Uh, eatourjerky.com, promo code MOTOXPOD21. I just placed an order right before we went live because I am out. We need some more for the studio. Support the Wageman Brothers and get you some R Jerky. Also, Williams Moto Works, hit them up. If you want a complete power package from cams, porting, or transmission to an ECU, contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 and follow them on Instagram. All supporters of the show, uh, 
Tonight, we've got a great show. Sean Brennan from Failed Entertainment is coming on. Um, Scotty just passed me a note that there's a 20-second delay or so on YouTube. But, yeah, we haven't, something we haven't been able to figure out. It's working. We're working through it. Uh, I don't think there's a sound delay anymore, so we're good. If you guys are watching on YouTube Live right now, I think we have most of those problems figured out. The 20-second de- the delay is no big deal, uh, as, far, as long as the audio is not delayed, which I think it's on point. Anyway, Sean Brennan from Failed is coming on. Here in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about Supercross 2022. The schedule came out a few weeks ago. Some really cool things. One thing in particular I'm a little disappointed about, and uh, we're, we're going to need Sean to explain. We're going to need him to explain why Texas lost Houston this year, because that is not okay. We, nope. deserve, we deserve two rounds. They're like, oh, we gave y'all six last year. I don't year. care. Yeah. <laughs> this year doesn't count. I want Houston back. Um yeah, I, I'm, I'm filing an official protest tonight that Houston's off this this year. I'm sure to be back. but I, I would know. honestly rather see two Arlingtons than Houston. Well, that's not happening either, though. <laughs> Houston's good. Uh, man, we're going to get into that. Okay, Sean. okay. Sean's going to come on. Uh, he's always a great guest. We've got lots of questions for him, full of information. Bar X Suzuki's Dylan Swartz is going to come on. He's been having a really great year. Breakout ride. Uh, the lone Suzuki 250, pretty much, and he's been doing really good. A lot of... A couple top tens. Can't wait to talk to him. And uh, we're going to do our weekly check-in with our privateer, Derek Kelly. Yeah, that'll be Got cool. Got some stuff to talk to him about. I, I had some questions just about what he's been doing. And then I saw something on his Instagram. And I was like, oh, I got a whole new topic to talk to Derek Kelly about tonight. So this is going to be a really fun show. Um, Scotty, our local track, Swan, you go to a lot. Had a uh, a big-time name show up this last week, and you were telling me. Oh, yeah, they had uh, Jeff Emmy show up. I'm, I didn't even hear about it. I would have gone out there that morning, but I wasn't even out there. I heard about it through the grapevine. But he was out there. Uh, and I guess he's riding a 125. So he, I, I guess going and riding the, the Loretta's on the same bike as everybody else is, a, is an unfair advantage. <laughs> right. So I don't know. but Well, here's my issue with all this. We're, we're media. Oh, I didn't, I, media. Oh, is it an issue? It, well, let, me, let, me, let me explain. We're considered media. TJ's not even here. Again, TJ's working, quote-unquote. He has to have a job. Some reason he's out West Texas working. Way to go, TJ. Not support the show. You're, you're you know, worried about feeding your family. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Scotty, Jeff Emig's at our local track right down the road from you, and you don't go and get an interview. I, told, I found out about it when he was already— Whose the- fault is that? You're media. You're supposed to know this stuff. Uh, so I, I didn't stay in the loop. I'm, I Man, apologize. I'm at everybody right now. Everybody's on the crap list. It wasn't um, like they put it on a billboard that Jeff Emig <laughs> was going to come ride. Well, I don't know. You should have figured it out. You should have known. <laughs> you should have had a sense. You should have had some inside information. We're not going to talk about the fact that I didn't know. Yeah. He was Why the, didn't you didn't know, know about until it? You told me that he was there this weekend. I'm supposed, really cool. to, I'm supposed to be the swan guy and know all yeah, things swan. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, hey, we are going to do a giveaway tonight, Fly Racing. Uh, JT said we can give away a mechanic bar stool, which is it's a stool, right? It's like you can, uh, it looks like it's kind of a, sit on it for doing shop work. It's pretty cool. So what I want to do to give away the mechanic bar stool is email us. Actually, I, let me change that. Instagram, on Instagram, post a picture of your shop, wherever you keep your bike. Maybe the bike's in the background. Maybe your tools are in the background. Maybe I want you to have your a shop, and I want you to tag at Moto X Pod Show, and I want you to tag at Fly Racing. Uh, and if you don't mind, send me a DM that you did it. Cause sometimes I don't see the tags for some reason. So, and we'll, either next week we will pick a winner. I want to see your shops and it doesn't have to be the garage Mahal, man. I don't care if it's just a shed, dude, send me your pics where, you know, your man cave, your shop where you work on your bikes. 
and we'll get you, we'll pick a winner for a fly racing mechanic bar stool. A few weeks ago, before we got into the new studio, I had, was doing a Verb Moto t-shirt giveaway thanks to Wes. He gave me a bunch of t-shirts to give away, small, some extra stuff he had just to give away. Uh, and I, I wanted to, people sent me their jokes. I asked for your best jokes. And I actually picked a winner. I have not wrote it down. I have to go back and look. But I haven't announced the winner, I don't think. I haven't said anything to the winner. Things, you know, you guys know I've been moving. Things have been a little bit of disarray. But in the next week or so, should be slowed down. I will get that shirt out to whoever it was that I picked. And we'll be doing some more giveaways. Just So whoever you were, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. But we, <laughs> and we're going to do some more of those, some more Verb Moto t-shirt giveaways. Uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff soon, man. I think the studio... We're up on YouTube. Everything seems to be good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Except for they—they they say that like what we're doing on the YouTube isn't the same as what they're hearing. But other than that, it's oh, fine. okay. So that's confusing. That—that's—that's that's what I need to know. It's, when they're it, if they're watching it on YouTube, they can hear us fine. But what, but when they see us, it's delayed. Okay. See that problem was fixed a little while ago. So the the audio. Sorry if you're listening to this in archives. The art. The audio is not lining up with what we're actually doing. Right. Oh, Jesus. And that's, okay, so when I was telling you a little while ago, when I was testing it last week, there was a 17-second delay. Yeah, that's about what it is. When I tested it this, this evening a little while ago, there was zero delay. It was perfect. That's crazy. So, okay, I, I apologize. It's, that's very frustrating when you're watching. I have no way to fix that right now since we're live. I don't even know how to fix it because it was working. Yeah, it's... An hour or two hours ago when I did a test. It says excellent connection and everything, but... Yeah, there, I, I don't know what that issue is. TJ and I are going to have to figure that out. We're going to have to get through it tonight. It's yeah. probably going to be that way when you go back and watch on YouTube later. Uh, and and that know. really frustrates the crap out of me. But at least I, it's on there. I don't know. It worked fine at the old studio. Nothing has changed. Literally, I even checked the settings on the laptop. Everything is exactly the same. I don't understand what that is. Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to get Sean Brennan on in a minute, and I'm going to see if I can fix it. So, yeah, hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards, in 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey, guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear extra goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and 
for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. All right, our first guest of the night. Is brought to you by X Brand Goggles, Choice Goggle Company of the Moto X Pod Show. Many of the top privateers like Kyle Chisholm. If Kyle Chisholm can wear them, being the badass he is, then you can wear them too. XBrand.com. Tonight, though, our first guest has a special intro. He is Sean Brennan from Failed Entertainment. Hang tight. Here we go. Sean Brennan from Build Entertainment. Sean, what is up? Man, my goodness. How long have you been thinking about this? Uh, about 15 minutes before we went live. <laughs> Man, do you hear that guitar tone? Oh, so, so classic. Unbelievable, the tone <clears throat> that he had on that entire record. Um but wow, man, thank you. That was, if, if I had to pick something, that would have been certainly high on the list. So, nice, awesome. nice. Good job, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know your appreciation and love for Van Halen is equal to my love and appreciation of Great White. Uh, yes. And I just, I want to do it right, man, coming in. So, hey, look, we saw the schedule for Supercross 22 um, yep. I, I have. I don't know if you were watching a little while ago, but I have one small issue with the schedule. But other than that, I'm good. Hmm. Um, okay. But I can probably guess what it is. You know. Let's do it. Well, <clears throat> I'm just going to take a guess. You know, because you, out of everybody, were was super spoiled last year. Yes, sir. Right. So I would have to imagine that it's because of the number of events that are shall we say not in texas this year <laughs> yeah yeah houston houston going away again man it's always a bummer when that one rotates out of the schedule for a little while but yep but there's some other people that are going to be really happy i mean you know we shoot we got a we got a regular schedule this year like a normal schedule we we do and you know i think that's one of the reasons why you know we wanted to get that out there obviously we're super excited um, and that one, we're in a position to be able to make that announcement. 
to be able to be transparent with the teams, you know, the teams, everybody has to plan. Uh, so <clears throat> we wanted to make sure that, you know, we had all of our ducks in a row first and foremost, but yeah, now everybody knows, you know, where we're going and when. So teams can put together budgets, they can, you know, book hotels in advance and things like that. You know, things that people don't really think about that are important, you know, in July, uh, that, you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into the next year. So, yeah, believe me, uh, nobody's, you know, more excited and happy to see a return to normalcy <clears throat> with the schedule than we are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we were, believe me, we were, we were smiling just as well when we hit send that day. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Uh, and, hey, the big news, I mean, I, I don't know if this is the biggest news. I think this is probably one of the most exciting aspects is A1 is back. I mean, it's really, really hard to... Think of Supercross without A1 at this day and age. Yes. You know, there are, you know, you know, every, every sport has its history, right? And whether you, you know, when it started, did you anticipate, you know, what it would become, you know, probably hopeful, but a lot of times you can't manufacture that it has to be authentic and things like that. Like the Daytona 500, you know, became the Daytona 500, the Indy 500 became that. Uh, Of course, when they started those events, of course they wanted that to be, you know, the greatest race and the biggest spectacle and all of those things. But, you know, that's really what Anaheim one has become, you know, with us. Uh, There are so many memories that fans have and racers and athletes and teams. uh, And there is such anticipation building up to that, that, you know, we tried, you know, everything we could. I mean, as excited as we were uh, to be, you know, obviously racing last year, you know, during the pandemic and, you know, being that we did have a great partner in Houston and being able to open there and, you know, H1 never never had the same ring or meaning as A1. Uh, but, you know, being able to get back to Anaheim, that, that was certainly a huge goal on our list. Um, you know, and, and Angel Stadium of Anaheim, they're fantastic partners of ours. So even with all of the negotiating with the 2021 schedule, you know, if there's a way for us to have raced at Angel Stadium, you know, during the pandemic, believe me, they would have had us. Um, but as everybody knows, the state of California was not open for business. So I think that's what sometimes gets lost in these scheduled discussions as well. And where we go and don't go uh, and things like that are the venue relationships. And believe me, nobody was vying and lobbying and hoping and fingers crossed more than anybody that we would be back and be starting in Anaheim than our excellent partners at Angel Stadium. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Hey, I know Scotty's got some questions for you, but before we get to Scotty. Are you, you are you going to, are you going to let him ask questions tonight? Probably. Probably. He's, <laughs> probably not I, the I best idea. One question <laughs> per guest. So, but, hey, I want. Okay. Does Barsha win again? Um, boy, you know, 
Jeez, <laughs> that's a good one. That is a How good one. How sick would yeah, it be if he I'm, does? I'm, I, I know. I know. I mean, I, I was, I'm not going to bet against him. How about that? <laughs> I think if he does, Felt should give him, like, the king of Anaheim. Uh, like, there should be – he should get something for – We'll give him three and a half in a row because we're gonna. I'm gonna give him the one for 21 too. He, you know, he won Anaheim this year, technically. Yep, he did. So, right. I mean that that was certainly an A for effort. Yeah. In putting that all together and you know to create buzz and hype and yeah. excitement. Uh, he certainly, you know, certainly get get. Yeah, I, I'd give him a half a win for that as well. So, yeah, I like it. No, I I think you're right, and uh, I think that um, boy, that would really really be unique. Uh, and again, no, I would not bet against him. That's right, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would have bet against him the last couple, a couple times and he's, he's proved us wrong. So yeah, go ahead, Scotty. Yes. I'll let you talk. Well, I mean, I guess that, that one almost answers one of my questions oh, is sorry. what, what is not really, but what is, what is y'all's biggest selling point? Like what is y'all's, y'all's biggest focus for marketing for this season? Is it the normalcy coming back or what's, what's y'all's biggest, uh, marketing point this year? Well, I would say, yeah, 100%, you know, that just a return to normalcy, uh, being that we can come out and publicly say that we're going to be at 100% capacity is, you know, to me, uh, breaking news uh, yeah. enough. Um, you know, we have been through a lot. I don't have to tell you guys what, <clears throat> you know, we have been through with the shutdown uh, after Daytona in 2020 and getting through the Salt Lake seven and then being able to, you know, put the right plan together to get through an entire season. Um, and we came up with some really cool things that, you know, the industry and, you know, I think fans, uh, liked a lot and that's, you know, we're always innovating. We're always looking for, you know, things that work, um, obviously very careful of not repeating things that don't work. Um, so yeah, believe me, just having a normal 17 out of 18 weeks schedule going to all of the places that fans are expecting and, you know, hoping to see us back, um, and being at a hundred percent capacity with, you know, with no restrictions. And, you know, having said that, what comes with that is the things that we were doing in fan fest and we were building a lot of things. We had things, you know, in 2020 that we were doing in fan fest that, you know, you guys may or may not remember, uh, but certainly fans would certainly remember some of those things. But, you know, in addition to the exhibitions and freestyle motocross and BMX competitions and things like that, but like, Little things like the rider, you know, the ride of fame where, yes. you know, you can high five Eli Tomac as he's heading into, you know, uh, into the stadium. You know, you can't high five Tom Brady as he's about to take the field. So that is very, very unique uh, to our sport and is something, you know, that was new in 2020, uh, as well as, you know, the the you know, the race day lounge, uh, that we put back there, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot of investment, you know, in making, you know, I mean, charging stations and clean bathrooms and, you know, just being able that you'll be able to purchase food and merchandise and those things again, like we were doing 
in Atlanta, round nine, 2020. <laughs> exactly right. Yes. I like it. Normalcy. But I, it, but yeah, and, and you know, and having said all of that, though, yeah, we we obviously have some things up our sleeves. There are always uh, things that we're working on. Typically, <clears throat> these things are you know three to five years in development before you know they actually come out. But I will say this: that yeah, there are some things that we have yet to announce uh, that we will be announcing as we get closer to the season. Um, but I would say for right now, sitting here in early August, uh, yeah, full capacity crowds, fan fest, the way that fans expect it to be and would ideally want it to be and having access to riders and teams and rigs and all of those things. Yes. That's a huge, huge win in my book. Totally agree. Um, we, we had a, a fan question, um, we they wanted to know if there was ever any possibility of getting the Rose Bowl back and having the uh, the Paris style, the Paris something like that back again. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. They were wanting to know if there would ever be a return to like the Rose Bowl or, or a Paris That's style, yeah, or a Paris style really? with a Paris style of kind of track. Um, I don't. Think I would that... never say never. You know, to these things. Um, you know, again, we're always looking for. You know different types of things to, you know, not only challenge the racers, but, you know, we want to challenge them and keep them, you know, engaged, you know, with a lot of the track designs and things like that uh, as much as anybody. So, no, you know, we always go back to the drawing board and, you know, look at, you know, tracks from previous races and what's worked and other areas and other types of stadiums and things like that. Uh, so no, nothing is, you know, off the table and we do actually have one, uh, track design next year, uh, that I think, I think everybody will be, will, will pretty much dig the story behind it, how it came to be and actually seeing it come to fruition. Uh, and I'll just kind of tease that because we're not ready to, to make that announcement yet, but yeah, I would say things are always we're always looking at things and any way that we can change it up that, you know, we'll continue to provide great racing, but also, you know, be safe for uh, the athletes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's exactly, you know, what we want to do. You were talking about fan fest coming back to normal. I assume that means as long as the teams are okay, autograph signings, you know, we'll be back and all that kind of stuff. That, that That's a big thing that fans look forward to that, the last two years really towards the end of 20 and last year they didn't really get to, or this year they didn't really get to involve themselves in. Will the signings come back? You know, that's going to be a decision for the teams and for the athletes. It would certainly be our hope that all of that comes back. I know that the fans are, you know, that that, it's huge. I mean, being able to, to get autographs, be up close, have a conversation with your favorite athlete, uh, get pictures, get your posters signed. I mean, that's a huge part of the Supercross experience for sure. Um, but I would say, you know, being that, you know, we're still, you know, five months out, that there's still a lot that we need to see. And I think that, you know, our hope is that, you know, the pandemic every day, we continue to work our way out of it. 
Um, but I, I don't think I, you know, it's news on you guys that, you know, we're still kind of, you know, in a, uh, precarious point right now. So again, things could certainly change between now and then, but that is certainly the hope that, uh, we would be able to do that a hundred percent. But again, that would really require, you know, the teams and of course, all of the athletes being on board with that as well. Yeah. That's what I expected. Okay, yep. so I was uh, I was watching a little bit of the Reddit today, and the A class was on, and I just wanted to know what what which rookies are you looking forward to having on the bill most next season? Which ones are bringing the most excitement to you guys? Boy, there's there is a lot of exciting racers, and yeah, you know, one a big shout out to everybody competing uh, at Loretta's. This is such a big week in our sport for so many different reasons. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, my goodness, it's going to be a big week for, uh, you know, for Levi Kitchen, you know, Evan Ferry, you know, these guys, you know, Ryder D, D, Ryder D, D Francisco, you know, unfortunately is hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hayden Deegan. I mean, my goodness, uh, there are so many different names and these it's amazing. There's no time in our sport that, you know, there's been so much access to a lot of these young racers with social media and with YouTube and, you know, I mean, my goodness, Hayden has his own videographer that follows him. <laughs> Evan Ferry pretty much has his own videographer and, you know, social media company, you know, behind him putting out excellent content. So, you know, it's really amazing. We're really at uh, an interesting, you know, point with access and behind the scenes type type content that, it is excellent for us because so many fans really know these racers before they even get to, you know, the level of turning pro and, and racing. So yeah, it, it's going to be neat. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, uh, athletes that we're looking forward to, to, you know, them continuing their journey and, uh, and turning pro. It's going to be quite exciting. It, it is, man. I, I'm, I can't wait for Ryder D to get to that point. Cause he's my buddy. Yep. Uh, I, I texted Evan Ferry today because I didn't get to watch any, but I heard he crashed and it seemed like he was in some discomfort on the podium. He said he's mm. good. So I checked in with him, make sure he was good because nice. we need him to go win a championship. He's got to go pro yep. because when he goes yep. pro, we know that Steve Mathis is going to retire. He's gone. So the Moto <laughs> X Pod Show can take over. <laughs> so is it his, is Steve, is he, he publicly has made that claim then? He's talked about it for a long. He's like, I can't, I can't still be doing this when Evan Ferry goes pro. But we, I think we all know that Steve will still be doing this until mm -hmm. he probably passes away. I think so. I think so. He's he's ingrained in this sport in so many different levels. Yeah. You know, people people just think of him as a podcaster. Uh, of course, he was very very. He's pioneered uh, the podcast for sure. And, you know, I mean, my goodness, there's a lot of definitions of a podcast now, but, you know, really what he's created is a five hour, you know, radio show for our sport. And I think a lot of people forget that, that, you know, you got somebody like Clay Travis without kick the coverage that, you know, they end up, you know, terrestrial radio, they syndicate those shows, you know, mm -hmm. so a Clay Travis could be, you know, one hour five days a week. Right. And all Steve has done is put that five hours one on night. Monday yeah. on one night. So you can't consume it 
however you like, but he's putting the same kind of, you know, the same amount of, um, content, content out yeah. there as a radio show, right. Yeah. That, you oh, know, yeah. that, you know, a lot of other sports and sports casters do, but they're doing it, you know, uh, via syndication and yep. terrestrial radio. So, but you know, that's only one thing that he does. I don't have to tell you. I mean, my goodness, the guy is still, you know, a huge writer. Uh, he's still a huge voice overseas. Uh, and he's been doing that for years. People forget that he's been right. He's been writing for years oh, yeah. and internationally writing for years and representing our sport. Absolutely. So I he's agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. Uh, now, a couple of things I want to ask you about. As far as I know, they haven't been announced, so you may not be ready to. But um, Supercross Futures and Triple Crowns, anything you can talk about those two uh, topics? Yes and yes. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, you have more to say, or yes, we'll, we'll hear something soon? Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I was just kidding. Yes oh. on both. Tri- triple Crown events will be back. Okay. Uh, we'll have that information, uh, in early October. Nice. So things like East and West, uh, showdown, the Dave Coombs, East West showdown events, um, the triple crown events, the KTM junior events, all of that will be announced on October 5th. Perfect. When we start our pre-sale for tickets. Okay. So, for everybody, uh, that is when tickets will be going on sale in October. So right now, uh, October 5th will be our pre-sale. So for, you know, we have a, a lot of super fans that are already signed up, which any of your listeners can sign up at any time uh, to get on that list and have access to tickets uh, before they go on sale. So we always typically have a pre-sale for VIPs, if you will, and then we follow that up a week later with a general on-sale. But October uh, will be the time the tickets will be on sale, and we'll be able to share a lot of those final details that we're still working out because we are still in July. But yeah, the East-West designations, yeah, yeah it's early, the East-West showdowns and the Triple Crowns will all be back for next year yeah i know it's a little early to get you on about this but i'm excited so i just i had to no hey i love (laughs) it man we're here in july talking about yeah about this now so i am i love it man Uh, we well we had we had a guest uh that wanted to know if that with the recent news of uh the covid cases are is that we Go well, ahead. I, I just, know. I, I hate to. I know we just talked about how positive it was, and yeah, uh, you got to bring. It bring home. <laughs> this is why I don't let you talk. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> the, the, they wanted to. Our fan wanted to know if that would would we have to shut down the season, or would it just go back to being like it was this year or the year before with no fans? Wow, that is way too early. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who knows? Hey, I, I just. <laughs> That one wasn't one of mine. That was a stick with everything's back to normal. Okay, we'll stay there. We're going racing. We're going to high five Eli Tomac when he rides by. Uh, Yep. The the Moto X Pod show is going to get credentials for A1. Hopefully, we're we're still in. Let's just go with that uh, over there, Scotty. (laughs) No, but hey, I would say this that, you know, we as in Felt Entertainment, this is what we do. Yep. Uh, and I know a lot of people know us as just being 
you know, the promoters of Supercross, but, you know, all of our other brands, you know, with Monster Jam and Disney on Ice and Marvel Universe Live, Jurassic World, this is what we do. Our business is live events. So, you know, not only, you know, did we create one of the first, you know, mitigation plans and bubbles, uh, NASCAR was pretty out there, you know, pretty quick, you know, a couple weeks before us. And, you know, we certainly, you know, reached out to a lot of different, you know, leagues, NASCAR being one of them mm -hmm. and, you know, helped create our mitigation plan and our, you know, bubble way back in finishing the 2020 season. However, we took everything, you know, with that bubble and created all of the mitigation for Supercross for 2021. But we also took all of that and we created ways to get Dizzy on Ice shows back up and running. I believe you, you went to one in Dallas, didn't you? Uh, no, I, think I, I I talked to you about you it. You went to Monster the, Jam. Yeah, I did go to Monster Jam. I did not go to Dizzy on Ice because I don't think uh, there was any, like I was trying to get some tickets, but it was already sold we out. We were still restricted. No, yeah. that's right. We were still restricted on tickets. So. Yeah, I definitely want to take my stepdaughters when it comes back around once we can make that happen. But yeah, but I did go to Monster you, Jam and that was pretty damn cool. Yep, yep. So we have been, my point is that we have been out there. We have been the only live, I mean, as, as you guys know, I mean, why wasn't Jack Russell touring? Well, nobody was touring. Right. The music business shut down. But what I think a lot of, uh, you know, folks didn't realize, unless one of our tours did come to your city, is that we have been out there uh, the entire time as soon as it was, you know, when the pandemic was early, we were trying to figure out what Supercross. And Supercross was the first, you know, brand, if you will, that we were able to bring back. Mm -hmm. But we we're, you know, at that point, figuring out how, you know, to be able to tour all of these. So, you know, Disney on Ice is back up there. We're actually about to go into rehearsals for our third Disney on Ice tour. Uh, Monster Jam has three tours out there right now. Uh, playing at full capacity. They just did three nights at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. You're talking wow. about California. Yeah. And they broke they broke all attendance records for Monster Jam in an arena. And, you know, that's happening as we're coming out of this pandemic. So my point is, is that, you know, we are way ahead of the curve in solving problems, Scotty. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, we will be obviously working with our venue partners and, you know, figuring out ways to whatever the next challenge may or may not be. Uh, you know, it's a chess game and we're we're always, you know, working to to make it, you know, obviously safe, but also, you know, the highest quality experience that, you know, fans are expecting. So. That was a long-winded no, you know, answer, but uh, we're ahead of it. And the only thing that will restrict us is if, you know, um, there are local or state or federally mandated things. Right. Uh, just because of where we're at with the pandemic that we have to abide by. I mean, obviously, you know, all of this partnership talk you know, with venues and state governments. I mean, we're always, you know, in constant conversation, you know, with all of these partners. So that gives us, you know, 
you know, a head, a heads up that we can, you know, solve things way before they ever become a reality. So, right. Well, you know, I hope that answers the question, but, but no, we're, again, we're excited to get back. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a a cup half full all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, we may not run into some challenges, but know that, you know, most of these challenges we've all, we're already aware of what they potentially could be and are working on solutions, you know, to solve them. Absolutely. I, I, that's, that's a great answer. It you know, it, it had lots, all the detail we needed to get. So we understood. Um, last thing I have for you is there's a lot of podcasts out there, right? It, the podcast moto podcast community has grown a lot in the last few years. Um, I'm friends with the guys, Nick and Trent at Moto Limited, who came on board with the press conferences early yep. this year with Supercross. Um, I've gotten to know the guys at the Moto Aftermath show a little bit. Uh, there's a yep. couple other guys that you know do some shows. Some shows maybe do things where you know they it, it kind of almost gets them blacklisted a little bit because they don't necessarily portray the sport the way in the best light. Maybe maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know how to word it. But my point is, what I want to ask you is. How do you decide what media um, conglomerates or media shows get access? How do you decide who gets into the press conferences? Who gets credentials? Um, you know, what, what is that criteria in your mind? There's a word that we use that we have always used. And I know that you have filled out our credential link. And you have to be accredited. Yes, yes. What does accredited mean? That means that you are reputable. You are a credible, real media outlet, right? Accredited and credible, you know, you can also use the term reputable. Mm. So, yes, your reputation does precede you, right? And I think that gets lost on a lot of different um, people. So let me just start with that right there. You have to be a credible media outlet. Now, and having said that, there are different strategies that, you know, I think that you and I have talked about over the years on, on your show that it depends on what the strategy is. We are always working um, for national media. So there's a certain plan for that. You know, we want ESPN and Sports Illustrated, USA Today, NBC Sports. There's a strategy for that. Then there is local. There's local selling tickets. They're in Dallas, right? So all of your local sports broadcasters, your pop and lifestyle and entertainment type reporters, inviting them out to the stadium. And, you know, that's where we, you know, have early morning PR. We're at the stadium at 5 o'clock in the morning. So there's a local media strategy. Um, And then, of course, you know, we have all of our endemic that you are part of that I like to refer to as, you know, the beat writers. So if you think of another sport, they all have, you know, yes, there's a USA Today or there used to be a USA Today. If you're, you know, the Dallas Cowboys that, yeah, if you're the sports reporter for USA Today, more than likely you've got a seat in the press box, right? Right. Um, If you are the local beat writer for, you know, the Dallas Morning News, 
yes, you got a seat in the press box, but it's no different just because you have uh, and started a podcast, you know, 10 days ago, five days ago, a year ago, um, and or a YouTube channel or whatever. It just doesn't mean because you got media, you know, maybe in your name or maybe, you know, attached to your email that you are a credible media outlet. Right. Yeah. So I want to be careful with how, you know, I answer this, but there is, I have always been, I mean, I think you know me enough that I am always trying to develop new talent. That's how you started with this, Jamie Guida. You started by coming as a local uh, to your market in Dallas and yes, you actually sir. went through our local office, right? Yep, Aaron. And you and I went, you and I went back and forth many times on, well, what do I need to do to become a national, you know, or be able to get a season hard card to go to every event. And you and I talked about that and you has been very respectable, very respectful and everything that you have done and in how you've represented yourself the show uh, and represented and reported on things, you know, back through your, you know, through your podcast. So I have a soft spot, soft spot. I'm always looking to help journalists. I'm always looking to help and develop the next writer, the next photographer, the next videographer. Right. Um, so I do have a hot, you know, a soft spot for that because I think it's important. You know, we talk about, rider and team development you know you're always trying to you know loretta lynn's what's happening right now uh you know with all these young racers and you know give a shout out to mx sports you know they have uh you know internship programs right happening this week where they've got you know announcers that are interning and they got photographers and they got writers and they got all of these different things we have been doing that with Supercross as well for three, four years now. We yep. have a student media program that if you are a photographer and you're in high school and this is what you want to do, we have a program to do that. That's so cool. very cool. Yeah. So it's something that we're always interested in doing. You know, the more eyeballs uh, that we have on our sport, you know, and there's all this talk about growing the sport. That is our ultimate goal with everything that we are doing. But, you know, think about, and you can name every podcast, every YouTube channel that's up right now. Are they bringing new eyeballs? Because that's part of the criteria. If you are a super fan of our sport, you're probably already listening to Paul. You're probably also, you know, reading Racer X. You're probably tuning into the Moto X pod show. So, I mean, if we're just recirculating the same person, do I need you at our event if you're not growing the sport? Yeah, when yeah. Perhaps I have a national mainstream journalist over here that would be able to bring in new eyeballs, right? There is a point of oversaturation where we're not growing anything, but everybody, well, you know, <laughs> I've got a different angle or I've got a different opinion or this or that. Um, but no, at the end of the day, you're, you're not helping. Right. Sure. So let me, let me say that, but you know, I'll also say that when you go back to 
old school journalism, and I think that this is lost on a lot of young people, is that when you decide to put your hat in the media realm, there are still ethics and journalistic integrity that you need to abide by to be taken seriously. Yeah, right? yeah that, that makes total sense. And if you don't, there are going to be consequences for that, right? Of course. Just like anything and else in life. Like anything else in life. Now, the argument would be, well, <clears throat> opinions sell newspapers. Newspapers have always had opinion pieces. And so that's just part of it. And our sport needs to have that. Okay, I don't disagree with that. Opinions, you know, you put your opinion out there. Yeah, but course. there there are some new young journalists in our sport right now that think that just having an opinion makes them a media member. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that's totally fine. You can have your opinion. Nobody is going to tell you to what to say and what not to say. But that doesn't necessarily equate to inviting you, inviting you to sit in the press box. And at the top of this, you mentioned blacklisted. And I, I don't, this, I, I disagree with that term. Okay. Yeah. I can um, see that. Nobody's blacklisted. However, will you be invited <laughs> to be a part of something, right? Whether that's a press conference, whether that's, a media credential, whether that's whatever, will you be invited back? Well, that is all dependent on what you're reporting, what you're saying and what sure, you're doing. Sure. Yeah, we, we, we all are, you know, held accountable. So who, you know, we are looking to, and I will say it, I've said it, I think every time on this show that yes, 100%, we are looking to grow this sport. However, um, there are right ways to do that and there are wrong ways to do that. And all this nonsense about, you know, restricting people and restricting, you know, not, not every opinion is a good one and not every opinion <laughs> helps. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, that there's a saying about opinions. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, today in today's world, I mean, you know, this really started with, you know, six, seven years ago, you know, digital photography, you know, really turned anybody that, you know, had the means to buy a digital camera to be a photographer, anybody that either paid a friend or had a good friend or knew a little bit of coding could put up their own website and yeah. now I'm, I am, you know, I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm taking pictures and I'm writing, you know, on my, uh, I got my own website. Right. Or I got my own blog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's fantastic. That's excellent. But you have to turn that into something, right? Yep. Uh, you can't just say I've got this and I can take a few photos and now I'm a media outlet. So man, invite me to everything. Well, it doesn't work like that. And, you know, anybody that wants to try and 
ring up, you know, the Dallas Cowboys media department and say, well, I've got a blog or I got a YouTube channel or I got a podcast. Let I have the a GoPro here. and a microphone. <laughs> try, try it, Jamie, even with your show. <laughs> oh, show you, I'm hey, not- I'm Jamie Guida and I've got, I've got a X pod show and I want to. I'm not Dallas doing that. Cowboys. The, hey, no, I'm not <laughs> doing that with the Cowboys, Sean. You don't know me very well. You better, you better call Daniel Blair for that one. No, that's right. You're San Francisco, yeah, right? Niners Nation, baby. <laughs> Niners Nation. But, but no, hey, I, I get your you, point, though. Yeah, yeah, there is, you know, uh, this seems to be a pretty hot topic right now because I've never ever seen so much drama amongst media people, you know, and I would just remind media people that you are not supposed to be part of the story. Right. So if you're part of the story, you are not doing it correctly. (laughs) If you're truly, as always, truly a journalist or a photographer, then it should not be about you. Absolutely. Man, great answer as always, Sean. Uh, we're, we're running a little behind. We got to get Dylan Schwartz on. But everything, as always, when you're on, man, is very informative and, uh, and you know, gets us up to date on things and really explains the questions we had. Like, I mean, I've had some other media guys kind of reach out and ask those questions, you know, and I, I definitely didn't know the answers. You know, I just know what I've done yep. and how I present myself in this show, and it has worked. And I think I, I feel very lucky that we – got in when we did uh and you've all as i tell you every time you've always been awesome to us and everything you do for us is more than appreciated if i don't say it enough so thank you man hey you're welcome thank you for that and thank you for giving me you know the forum or the platform to be able to you know break it down for for people because you know we get very busy i end up probably fielding easily over 3000, uh, you know, media credential requests in any given season. So it's much more taxing than people think. Uh, and everybody has a reason why they should be there (laughs) and be invited and have a voice at the table and have a seat at the table. Um, and that's not always the case. Hey, I know you got to go, uh, and thank you again for that. But I do got something to leave you with. I am going to break something or oh. allow you to break something Let's do it. on your show. Are you ready? I am excited right now. So you asked me about Supercross Futures. Yes, sir. Supercross Futures is, is going to be back. However, there is going to be a new championship qualifier model that we are introducing this year as we bridge to what we want to get back to in the 2023 season. Okay. Okay. So starting in September and continuing throughout the fall, there will be eight primary qualifiers spread out across the country for the Supercross Futures class. So you asked me about that next, you know, the young guns coming up. We're going to be focusing on the 250 for the Supercross Futures class for next season, there will be eight primary qualifiers. And if they make it through those eight qualifiers, they will then be fed into what we're calling the premier qualifier. And those will take place at a Supercross event next season. That's so cool. these kids and our fans will be able to get a glimpse of them 
at Supercross races next season. Depending that's, on that's how cool. they do at that race, then that that all feeds into uh, the Supercross Futures AMA National Championship, which will take place at the final round in Salt Lake City. Awesome. So. Breaking news, like uh, we're still heavily invested in Supercross Futures. Uh, all of the details, I'm actually writing that press release as we speak. <laughs> just say, in your press release, just say, see the Moto X Pod show for details. <laughs> see the Moto X Pod show for details. But <clears throat> we'll be releasing all of those details uh, next week, more than likely next Tuesday. So. Yeah. Uh, you should have all of those details for uh, your show next week. Awesome, uh, man. But we are excited that uh, we're at a point right now that uh, we are able to talk about it. We do have a plan in place. And most importantly for those kids on the bubble, uh, that there is a mechanism for their for them to get their Supercross license. But most importantly – is that these are going to take place at Supercross races next season, which is going to be absolutely uh, awesome. Phenomenal. I love it. Sean, thank you so much for your time, as always. And uh, if everything goes right, we'll see you at Anaheim 1. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Anytime, Sean. Just let me know. You're welcome. Anytime. Awesome. Thank you. All right. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to Sean Brennan for coming on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Dylan Schwartz. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. 
let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. All right, we're back, and our next guest is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. The 2022 lineup is available at your local dealerships. Go check it out. You can see all the stuff that Zach Osborne's wearing, Damon Bradshaw. Our next guest also is in Fly Racing, Bar X Zuki's Dylan Schwartz. What's up, Dylan? What's up? Not a lot, man. Really excited to talk to you. I don't think we've talked to you since right after the Loretta's round last year, which uh, was when I first got to know you for a few minutes. But, dude, uh, you're really having, a, in my opinion, a pretty breakout year. Yeah, um, the year's definitely had its ups and downs, but um, I think the ups have definitely been good. You know, um, it put me out there a bit, but there are some things I need to work on. Um, but I think with like five rounds still, there's a lot like of room that I can, um, kind of put things together and, um, work on overall things. Yeah. So, but, you, Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Um, you know, the downs, the couple rounds that I had that were tough. I mean, it was, it's my rookie year, you know, I'm learning, so yep. I can't be mad. I can't take anything away from myself. You know, I'm still out here getting, uh, decent results on those days too. So, um, I'm kind of happy with what's been going on and um, I'm looking forward to like improving more. Uh, I bet, man. So I, I have in my notes, I wanted to ask what you've learned, what you've taken away since the Loretta's round last year. But then you just kind of mentioned you're learning stuff. So like what, what have you learned in a year? What this year has been like the biggest improvement? What do you think? Um, It's been a lot of things, but the biggest thing for me is like just, learning my body and like racing like back-to-back weekends and um kind of yeah just learning how how my body feels because you know we kind of me and randy have been working really hard and uh sometimes like it was a little too hard and i needed to rest <laughs> yeah. up yeah uh, so we're kind of just like learning those type of things you know how to like make it through the season being like energized and uh healthy at the races so that's that's been a big thing is figuring that out and i I think now that we um, know, like, my body more, it's uh, easier on the weekends, and I think that's what's led to, like, better results um, and more consistency. So, um, but as of, like, the riding side, um, it's pretty much the same. The toughest thing for me is just, like, learning the track so quick since I've really only – I've only raced the Colorado and Paula one. I've never raced any of the other tracks. So, like, the time qualifying, you don't want to ride – as far as you can the whole time because like you're going to use all your energy. So, um, it's tough to learn it in like those three fast laps you get to do in each practice. But, um, I'm kind of just trying to get better at that. And then like looking around on how the track's in the form and stuff. Right on. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, there's been some ups and downs in your season. You've gotten a couple of six, which is really a good result. If if you you know go back to the beginning of the season of of your goals and stuff, if you were to get a top five, whether in a moto or an overall, would would you consider that exceeding your goals or expectations going into this season? And like, if so how how much would that exceed your expectations? Man, to be honest, uh, <laughs> first round at Paula, like it was rough for me. Uh, first moto, I had a shock issue, which I didn't even know. I just thought I was riding terrible, and then second moto was 
a little better. I think I was like 14th or something and my bike blew up. And at that point I was just like, man, like top 15 would be cool. Right. Right. And, and then I went to the next round and got a top 10. I'm like, all right, like, all right, top 10 is my new goal. And then kind of that goal has been stayed like the same the whole, throughout the whole season. And obviously the two, six places and then the eighth place have been my three best motors, obviously. And, uh, I'm really pumped on those, but at the same time, you know, I would like to make it like consistent, consistently at top 10 finishes, not like a six and like a 13th. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was looking at your, your results and they're kind of like 20, not or 22, nine, 19, 22, like they're yeah. kind of up and down, but yeah, the, the results at Paula or at Fox raceway, obviously mechanical issues in both motos that that's, you can't really do anything about that, but clearly being able to get a ninth and eighth, I mean, like your 14th overall in points, I believe. I mean, there's no doubt you have talent. There's no doubt that you, with a few little things going differently, you probably very easily could be in the top 10, no problem. Like, I mean, it's, it's clear that you have the speed. Yeah. I would, I would love to finish, um, in the 10th spot or around that area for the season. I think that would be a good, great goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think it's too far out of reach either. I think it just, if I just put some things together and, um, be a little bit more consistent on the weekend, um, put up, put it in the top 10, both motos, um, or more consistently around the same range. Yep. Um, I think the overalls would be better and weekend to weekend, the results would be better, which would end up obviously moving me up in points. So that's kind of the goal right now is, is that, and, um, that's what we've been working on. Awesome. Well, I see a lot in, uh, social media chat rooms, but you know, we're watching the race and then we hear, I've heard Weege and GL talk about like the lone Suzuki guy out there carrying the flag for Suzuki. And I, I know you probably can't say a lot, but we, we see the social media, the, the comments, the, the Suzuki hate Suzuki hasn't upgraded their bike in forever, but like you're out there competing, showing that the bike's good. You're you're on a team that's not a factory level team, but still being a very competitive rider. I would think that would give you extra confidence that hey, I'm not on the best bike or the best equipment, but we're out there working our butts off. We're fighting for top tens. That that should give you a lot of confidence, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the brand just gets a lot of hate because it has a Kickstarter on it. Right, but, right, right. I mean, I got like a third place start at Washougal Second Moto, so I, it's not really like I don't I don't get affected by like what anybody says, and I mean I don't really listen to it either because half of them is good, half of them is bad. Yeah, so. that no matter what you do, that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't win anymore with people. Well, yeah. Well, my my question is kind of like a little spur off of that is, you know, you always hear the hate on Suzuki. Well, what's what's one of the things that you feel that bike does have that is kind of an advantage compared to the other brands? Like, there's got to be something somewhere that you that you feel is actually an advantage. How about the fact that they don't change it every year and you have to learn <laughs> a new bike? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. We were actually talking about that earlier. We've had a while to work on this bike, and yeah. uh, we're kind of like get we've got it to a good point right now and um obviously it can compete in the top 10 so um yeah I, it's not terrible sure. but you know you can make things work yeah you- um but also also i think like it it's also good for me as a rookie um being on the suzuki because 
if I was say I was on like a Honda or something, but a privateer, you know, that that's just another Honda up there. Yep, so yep. they Suzuki and they're like, Oh dang, that guy's that guy's on a Suzuki that that gets a lot more attention. That's cool. Yeah, I like that, man, because I mean, you like I said, I've been watching you since I met you at Loretta's, you know, at the at the yeah. National Loretta's, and just keeping an eye on you, man. It's really cool to see you, you know, improving and and then again being on a bike that's considered not at the same, you know, technologically advanced yeah. as the other bikes. It's it's cool, man. I think it's impressive, and I, I know riders. A lot of riders hate hearing about fantasy, but you've been <laughs> killing it for fantasy points. So I know I, I have to I imagine think- you have more people becoming a fan of yours and interacting with you because of that yeah yeah to- i totally agree i think it's funny when everyone posts on their insta stories about uh fantasy stuff but yeah i'm a yeah. big fantasy player so i i i'm one of those guys probably i i don't do the like oh i hate so and so because he screwed me i, I just like well <laughs> yeah. my team didn't work You've out done this. that you know, Oh, come on, now. You don't to, maybe I have. I don't I don't know. See, I'm on the other side of it. Social media. I might do it in a text. Oh, okay. But I don't put okay. it out where people can see it. Keep it on the DL. Yeah. It, do you play fantasy, Dylan? No. That's probably smart. <laughs> that's like, probably no. smart. Yeah. Uh, that's good. You mentioned Randy Lawrence a minute ago. Man, Randy's been in the business a long time. What is something yeah. in particular? I know you kind of talked about getting to know your body, but what are some things that he does that maybe you didn't do before what what are some key points of training with randy that have really opened your eyes um i would say like just how much work the pro pro stuff is um you know i went into supercross i was kind of just doing everything by myself and Mm. um supercross you know i could kind of get away with it but i started working with with him um i think it was after atlanta and before salt lake like in between there Uh uh-huh we started like kind of learning my body, like I said, and kind of just starting to do things, you know, the way he does it. And uh, I feel like it really helped me like get a better base for outdoors because like it's tough doing it on your own, especially when you're a 19 or 19 year old kid. Like you don't really, I never been there. So I don't, I don't know any of this stuff sure, about it. And sure. yeah. you now he's been with her through multiple guys. So um, he obviously knows how to do it. And that's kind of what we've been doing. I just haven't been questioning him. I just been listening to what he says and kind of just doing the work. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Perfect. Um, yeah. so, so we have a fan question that can kind of turn this into a two-parter real quick. Uh, so first of yeah. all, it's, it's um, are, are you, I know you're in the middle of the season, but are you have any more plans to stay with the Bar X Suzuki team for next year? Or is there any talk about going elsewhere? And then also we wanted to know if there was any uh, – uh, Stories about John Short. We had a, a oh, our yeah, boy, we had our buddy John, yeah, yeah. We're, we're local. He's he's around us, so we they wanted to know if uh, you had any good stories about him. Um, yeah. At this point, I I don't know what's going on for next year. I don't know if I'm staying with Suzuki, going somewhere else. So um, hopefully that can get figured out here shortly. But at this point, yeah, I've, I have no clue. And uh, the only thing that comes to mind when I think of John Short right now is. Uh, I think it was the first day at the Suzuki test track. He completely framed the finish line, and that's all that <laughs> that's all that comes to my head right now. He, has he ever? But, have you ever seen him fall? Just fall asleep randomly? He, he's yeah, like, yeah. One time he was sleeping in the semi, and I walked up there, and I scared him so bad. Yeah. But yeah, he's funny. I like John. Yeah, he's. I think he's. I don't know if he's actually narcoleptic, but he goes out like 
Just anytime. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like that too. Like, like when I'm trying to go to bed, I won't go to sleep. But if I'm like, like say like trying to listen to a, a conference or a school or something, yeah. I'm out like a no, light. I think he'll it's fall crazy. asleep like at the wheel. Yeah, I will too. Bad, I, so, I fall yeah. asleep at the wheel too. I had, yeah. I probably had the same thing. Don't ride anywhere with John short driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, so I want to ask you about your team manager, Larry Brooks, man. He, I mean, somewhat of a legend in the sport. What do you know much about Larry? <laughs> this is gonna be sound funny, but uh, when I first like signed with Suzuki or Bar X, um, yeah, I didn't. I like. I had no idea. Like Larry Brooks, like was like all like that. Sure. Like I, I mean, I never really was like into like watching older stuff. Like when I was a kid, either. So I never really like saw him or like knew who he was. Right. And like once I signed to the team, like met him and stuff, like. I started like hearing all these things and I started looking up things and I was just like, Oh my gosh. And then still to this day, like he'll just bring stuff up that I have like never heard of or <laughs> but just random stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he's if smart I'm, and knows a lot. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken in 1985, a little bit before you were born, he got third place overall in 125 East Supercross. And then he did 125 West. Cause I guess they allowed him to do that. Then he got seventh overall. So Two, two coasts. Coast. Yeah. So, yeah, that's back in the the days where the boys were just hardcore, man. They just, yeah, but Larry's yeah. a bad dude. What is something yeah. you've learned from him or something that he's helped you with or maybe a funny story about Larry? You got anything? Um, I mean, he really helps me with everything. Like, um, at the races especially, he helps me out because uh, Randy can't be at all of them. So, yeah. anything I I need he he knows as well so and it, he knows everything about like the bike too so I can talk to him about like suspension and everything like that he's not just like a manager that kind of sits around you know yeah he, yeah he's been there so yeah. he yeah that's cool to have that you have him I think a lot of yeah. people don't realize that he manages that team uh you know because there's there's a lot of knowledge there so that's really cool um but Dylan, man, I, I hate that we started so late. I apologize for that. Uh, I definitely, no once we get closer to the end of the season, we'd love to get you back on. And uh, well, actually, I think I'll be at Hangtown as long as, as long as we still have Hangtown, as long as this, things don't change yep. with COVID. Yep. But I'll definitely uh, swing by the truck and come say hi and maybe do a little interview at the track. Yeah, sounds good. Just hit me up. We'll do, Dylan. Thanks so much for your time, man. Be safe and uh, good luck. And uh, I guess, well, you know what? I got one more question for you. Yep. I wanted to know about like your crew. Who who do you hang with at the track? Who do you ride with? Do you have anybody that like you'd like to hang out? Any other riders? Anybody we would that you'd like to hang out with, ride with, train with? Um, I mainly just train with the guy or hang out with the guys that train the Randy. Okay. That like, uh, so Preston Kilroy, um, Brad West when he's over here, not in Australia. Um, Hunter Yoder. I like Hunter. Uh, Chase Yenser. And I know I'm forgetting someone, <laughs> but yeah, just, just that group. And then, um, I kind of have been spending a little time golfing. So, uh, everybody so does join, that join the dark side, dark side. Everybody I, plays I golf. I've never played golf. Uh, Dylan. Um, it's a love hate relationship. Yeah, I, bet. I will say, okay. So, for, so you don't know, I'm 46 years old. I think I'm old. Um, I don't really play video games either, but I broke out. I just bought a new house and I did, I found my old PlayStation two. So I was like, you know what? I'm hooking this sucker up and I have all my games. And the one game that my ex-wife and I used to play a lot was Tiger Woods. 
So uh, I've been playing some go- some golf on PlayStation yeah. Two. Hey, that's Get, that game's fun, dude. Yeah, that's the only golf I know, Dylan. But I guess I need to pick it up because it seems like all the pros play golf. Yeah, I mean, it's a way to get away, I guess. I yeah, like. I would I would pay big money hobby, to see man. the see the ponytail just flailing in the wind at a golf course. My, my pony, all right. yeah, you weirdo, <laughs> Dylan. Man, thank you so much, dude. It was really great talking to you. Uh, we will definitely get you back on as the season comes to an end in a few months. Yep. All right, buddy. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Good luck, buddy. Yep. Awesome, man. He's a good kid. I wish I wish we had uh, had a little more time with him. But we've got one more guest to get to. Let's take our last commercial break, and we'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what? What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at... 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 70s trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. All right. Once again, back after our last commercial break, our next guest we had on last week, we decided we're going to do a weekly check-in with Derek Kelly. He's our guy now. Tonight he is brought to you by, we're going to call it the weekly check-in by Blood Lubricants. Uh, so visit bloodlubricants.com for all their oil lines. Use promo code MOTOX to save. Listen, guys, go to bloodlubricants.com. It's really important that you go to our sponsors. Let them know that you're listening. Let them know you're supporting them. So they'll continue to support us so that we can continue to go into races. That's a big deal. We want to keep doing the shows. So go buy some oil at Blood Lubricants. Promo code MOTOX. 
tonight on the weekly check-in with Derek Kelly. We've got a lot to talk about, Derek. What's up, dude? How's it going? It's going, going good, good, man. So I had all these thoughts throughout the week of stuff I want to ask you about, and I'm going to ask you about them, but we have a whole new topic we're going to get to here in a minute. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound so excited. So here's what I want to know, man. No race this weekend, a week off, um, a week since we've had you on. What have you been doing? How many laps have you been putting in? Oh, fun. I mean, uh, it's just it's just a building week, you know? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> trying to get recovered, trying to get some uh, more fitness and more speed. And So how do you do that during the week? Like, how do you – You're. I'm sure you're riding at a track that you ride at all the time. How do you figure out a way to gain a tenth here, a tenth there? Like, is it just – repetitive laps or are there like technique things that you're looking at or what what are you doing no i mean it's it's uh, a little bit of the same thing every day but um you're always trying to push yourself to the max every time you go out there i'm i'm mostly focused on um trying to up my sprint speed and uh trying to be a little more aggressive and and find shape seconds that way because i'm i've always been kind of a smooth rider so i don't struggle too much with mistakes yeah so just trying to get more aggressive and okay more that's that's a big deal man yeah you don't if you're i think if you if you're not more aggressive or learning to be more aggressive you sort of get complacent maybe and yeah. you could get pushed around so that's good i like to hear that definitely you get stagnant when you yeah kind of put in the laps and only focus on technique obviously you're still still working on that stuff like waiting the front and letting go of the brakes but at the same time you gotta push push yourself to the limit nice is is there is is there anything that y'all found with the bike that you're excited to get back into like a into a race mode with, or is it is it kind of change once you get there for the weekend? Um, it's it's always tough to to do testing because my practice bike is motor wise is a lot different than my my race bike, but um, my suspension's similar, so I uh, I just been been struggling a little bit with my practice bike's getting up there in an hour. She's about time to retire. <laughs> Retire the practice beast, so yeah, we're uh, struggling. It's it's been super hot out here in California, so I'm about 25 minutes in and starting to cut out on me and oh and crap. Old, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're 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 gonna have to figure some stuff out for that. Yeah, we know all about that heat out here in East Texas. Oh, yeah. I haven't it's even, brutal. Yeah, I haven't even been riding. Uh all right. So again, though, with a week off, maybe do you get any relaxation, any time off, any uh, break? What what'd you do for fun? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I got back on Sunday, obviously, and then I had a couple rest days and just working on recovery and cycling here and there. And then um, this weekend, we I hung out with my girlfriend, as that's probably the, the topic that you're going to There it is. <laughs> yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't know last week when we talked to you that you, our basement, as Chris, our buddy Chris Kiefer says, you got a smoke show for a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean uh she's definitely the looker (laughs) so yeah you you posted i think it was on your uh instagram stories i was like whoa wait a minute wait we got to talk about this because we we like relationship stuff we actually do i do a show uh, a segment every couple months or so called the better half where i go instagram live with like christian and Paige craig or uh rj and ashley hampshire or whatever we do like a newlywed game kind of thing so i got to get you and kaylee on that at some point um it's a lot of fun where I send you guys questions and see if you match up or whatever. But, right. um, yeah, so your, your girlfriend, Kaylee McIntyre, uh, she's on Instagram. Go, go, guys, go fo- find her and follow her. She's cool. Um, yeah. 
I, I asked her a few questions today to get some dirt on you or some uh, some stuff that we could talk about. Are you ready for that? Oh, I figured you'd, you're going to boil me out. About that. <laughs> That's exciting. Let's, let's hear what she came up with. All right. So I asked her, uh, like, if you had any guilty pleasures, anything that, you know, maybe, you know, like, maybe snack. Let's go with your snacks. What do you, what would she say is your favorite snack? What do you cheat on? Uh, if I have to have a cheat day, like I like, um, I don't necessarily like a lot of sweets, but I like the little bit of sweets here and there. Um, probably my peanut M&Ms are are one of my favorites. That was it. That was it. So yeah, if you're a fan going to any of these races, maybe, uh, take some peanut M&Ms by the TPJ truck for, uh, for Derek. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Make make me a sign. Have peanut M and M's like. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, so a couple other things. I was asking her like, give us something funny. Give us something. You know, Isla. Does he have any guilty pleasure songs? Like any man crushes? And I even gave her my examples because I do have a man crush on Dak Shepard, oh, and yeah. I have a guilty pleasure song. I'm a metal. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I'm a hard rock metal guy, but Justin Timberlake would be my guilty pleasure music. She did not give me any examples on that stuff. But she did say that you have a tendency to catch your farts and throw them in her face, dude. What the f? That sounds hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, like sometimes just farting in the room's not enough. You gotta get up up close and personal. Okay. They call uh, that a cup of cheese. Yeah, I I have never <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never been one to do that. But um, she, I asked her if he had any embarrassing travel stories. She's like, yeah, he'll fart in public and just like laugh. Uh, no, I blame it on her. You blame it on her? <laughs> How is this her yeah. fault? No, he, no she, yeah, he breaks the. He says that it's her fault that that she farted. Oh, that she farted. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just blame her. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, I'll just fart really loud, and I'll be like, "Hey, what what the fuck are you doing that for?" <laughs> I think awesome. me and you, we and you are a lot more similar than I thought, man. Like that, that's, yeah. that's my kind of humor too, bro. That's funny. So I also asked her about this because most right, um, most men, especially pro riders, like we're tough, we're badass, we're tough. But then we know when you get injured or when you get sick, we're big babies. So right. I asked her how you acted. And she, she, she said, uh, when he's sick or injured, he's definitely needy and feels like a king and can get all the treatment and attention he wants, laugh out loud. And, of course, I give it to him and try and be by his side at all times. So that's pretty rad, man. It sounds like she takes care yeah. of you. She's uh, she's pretty supportive. No, for sure. She's she's great with support and tries to, to help in any way she can. Kind of a bummer I don't get to bring her to every race, but um, she she does the best that she can. Yeah, how how much did she know about Moto before she met you? Um, I think she was into it. Yeah, uh, she didn't she didn't really have any insight into what what it all takes. So it's it's been a journey to get her to understand how much it takes and how much work it is because it, it's hard on, on a relationship as a lot of people know that in, in motocross, like dating a, uh, an athlete is there's not a lot of time for play. And yeah. You, you have to always, be selfish sometimes a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, and it's tough because she, she wants to go do stuff and, and I have to tell her no. And, yeah. And say I have to train tomorrow or I, I can't stay out until one o'clock in the morning on, <laughs> Sunday night. Yep. That's funny. We had Dylan Ferrandis on just a few weeks ago and he brought that up. He said, Nastasia, like you know, during the time off, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, Hey, what did you do with the week off? He said, man, you know, my wife wants to go out and do things. And I tell her, no, not during the season. Can't do it. And like, right. I don't think 
the average the fans that listen to these podcasts hear these stories, but the average fans think it's just oh, we show up on race day and everything's amazing and it's the perfect life, but they don't realize how much you have to give up from Sunday to Friday to do what you do. And even the top level guys like Dylan, who have most things taken care of, do not really have time to take their wives out because it's a hundred percent effort to be at that level. Thanks. Thanks, Ricky. uh, Exactly. Thanks Ricky (laughs) and and Dunn and all those guys for bringing it to this level. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) With uh, McGrath and those guys and partied up on. Yeah, why can't Friday. you just go hang out at Havasu on Sunday? Right. <laughs> no, it's it's a full time full time gig. Like, yeah. Like you said, it's it, it has a huge impact if you mess up your sleeping schedule and and it, it takes days to recover and your heart rate and and recovery is is a big thing because like like you know it's it's not weeks off it's just time to train and put in more work yep. in between the races. so. Yeah, your your only time off really is probably your travel time on a plane or a, a, a Uber ride back to the hotel or whatever. That's your time off. Realistically, that that is. I mean, it sucks. Like a privateer, like my program, I have to I have to leave a day early compared to those guys. Yep. So yep. I, I'm out another day of training. Like I have to leave Thursday morning early to get there and get the bike prepped on Friday. So I have I'm lucky enough that like I have two extra rest days, but that just means I have less days in in the week to to hang out with Kaylee and, and have fun. Yeah. Know? Well, it's, it's really cool. Uh, I'm glad that, um, I found out you had a chick because I definitely want to get you guys on the better half and it, it'd be fun to get some inside stuff from her. So again, if you guys are listening, if you don't follow Derek Kelly, you got to go follow him on Instagram and follow his, his girlfriend, Kaylee. It's a at Kaylee X McIntyre. There's a link in his, in Derek's, uh, Instagram. If you want to check her out, but you mentioned last week, true fusion, uh, and I kind of looked that up. True Fusion Recovery Products—they got some cool stuff: uh, muscle yeah. joint pain relief cream, muscle nutrition stuff, and then Kaylee has a discount code. Actually, so that she—I get—does she work for them or she's an ambassador? I guess. Well, well, I own the company, so we. Oh we, shit! Uh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm part owner in the company. So. Oh, you know what? You did mention that. Yep. Yep. You did. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we have ambassador code for her. She gets. She gets a little kickback every time she sells some. So if, if you guys want to hook her up and uh, <laughs> buy a couple of things on the website using her code, she gets a little kickback from that. I'm definitely going to order some of the, uh, the 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 muscle and joint pain relief cream. I want to try that because, I'm, like I said, oh, he's old. I'm pretty old, and I my muscles and joints hurt every day. Yeah, no, everything everything's great. It's not just for athletes. So right, my grandpa, my grandparents use it. My grandpa uses it. Uh, the mini massage gun's awesome. You can throw it in your backpack, bring it on the plane. <laughs> All enough where you can actually <laughs> use it on yourself. Like a lot of people have the big ones that are tough and clunky to use. So right, I'm so. I'm gonna stay away from that right now. I don't know you and Kaylee well enough to go there with the mini massage. Uh, We'll 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 save that and see if, for later. But I, forgive I'm, forgive Darkside. He's been he's been single for a couple weeks now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so guys, check out True Fusion, and you can use promo code Kaylee. It's K A Y L E Y ten to save. I'll, I'll probably make an order tonight and check some of that stuff out. But Derek, man, I appreciate you. Just you know the weekly check in. We'll be checking in every week or two and seeing how you're doing and. Uh, you know, at least we may do some of it through Instagram, but uh, just want to check in with you, get to know you again a little bit, and uh, hear hear a little bit about Kaylee. No, I appreciate you having me on again. It's it's fun to come come on and do these things. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, we can build this thing in, uh, keep the relationship going, and maybe maybe we'll each get a little uh, 
support out of it, you know, and we'll, we'll see you right. at the races soon, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank All you. right, Derek, take care, buddy. Be safe. Thanks. Yeah. Yep. All right. That was fun. Derek Kelly. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, it's kind of like Kiefer. I like the relationship stuff. I think it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun to, to cause it's the one thing you can like outside of the lines that you yeah, can really you get, get into. Somebody a little yeah, bit better and yeah. like, we could get that inside stuff from her. Like, you know, I would have never thought to ask him if he throws farts at his girlfriend. In the yeah. Past, you know? So that's a little bit of insight to his real personality. It's cool. I like it. I think we're going to have fun with having him up as a part of the show and hopefully he'll be willing to continue doing it. And I definitely will get them lined up for a uh, better half. Yeah. I, soon. It's cool that you can, it, it's, it is more candid of a conversation. We can get a little more like, yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, so anyways, guys, for the most part, that's a wrap. I want to remind you, if you want the Fly Racing Mechanic Barstool, post a pic on Instagram of your shop, your workspace, with your bike, whatever you want. Tag us, tag at Fly Racing. Maybe send me a little DM so I know you did it, because I don't always see them. Uh, And there was something else that I was supposed to, I don't even remember now that I was going to mention. Do you remember another contest or anything? Uh, There was something about the, uh, the shirts. The uh, Verb Motor Shirts. Something with that. Yeah, there's something I told people to email me about. Oh, the Power Band suspension uh, revalve. Free suspension revalve okay. at Power Band. If you use WP suspension, just send us an email, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Tell us why, and uh, you know maybe go follow Power Band. Give them some love. Send Billy an email or a message thanking, thanking him for being on. And, dude, you can get some free work out of it. That's pretty kick-ass. Other than that, once again, I want to thank a Cherubies USA, X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, R Jerky, Berm Lords, Graphics, and Jersey ID, and Williams Moto Works all on board. I uh, don't know. TJ will be back in a week or two. Hopefully, we'll have a full show. Hopefully, if we'll figure out the audio delay on YouTube. The biggest thing that I don't understand with it is why sometimes it's fine. And then the next time it's not I, like that's, that's yeah. not a setting. That's, I don't I know. I think that I think not use, I think something about using it on that different browser is causing I'm problems. I'm wondering if it's Microsoft. Yeah. I got to figure that out too. But anyway, that's a wrap for two Oh six. Uh, we will be back next week. We have Eli Tomac scheduled. So that will be a big one for us. Oh, first can't wait on that right here. See ya. See ya.